A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Close enough. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter with the numbers really. Hmm. So round six, it's one of the weirdest rounds of footy I've ever fucking seen. It is. It is. <laughs> um, I a solid four tips again this week. It's, I'm pretty happy with four these days. Uh, yeah, to be honest, uh, I had to watch replays live. Uh, I was busy sorting out our UFC content for the weekend. But oh my god, what a what a weekend to watch sport! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, especially Friday for fight sport fans. Yep. Friday was uh, sorry Sunday. Sunday was, was yeah. fucking Friday. Friday was glory, I think. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the Friday night, Cats versus the Collingwood. And yeah, Cats just came out and blew them away in the first quarter. They did. Um, it looked like the Geelong of old. I think, though, despite the ladder discrepancy, it's pretty much what most people expected. I don't know. I, I, I thought Collingwood would show them up. Yeah, because like, I was sort of thinking Collingwood were going to be on the slide at the start of the season and they've continually proved me wrong and Geelong came out and banged five in a row I think straight uh, off the bat I think they had eight in the first quarter yeah uh, some, some, something ridiculous and as and, soon as you see that you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tom Hawkins was just in beast mode yeah they got 7-1 oh. in the first quarter Geelong there you go um, he was just they couldn't stop him he was two or three hanging off him poor old Frost he had no chance it probably could have been a good it's a prudent decision for Collingwood to maybe put Cloak on the bench and say, just watch this fella down the other yeah. end. <laughs> See how this man does it. See, that part of his game's fine. It's just that kicking. And it's yeah. still, it's terrible. At some stage, you've got to make the call, you're not a key forward anymore. And that's what I was about to say. Do you think there's merit to even doing what they did with uh, Matthew Richardson in the latest part of his career? Put him on the wing, make him run forward with the ball and not take set shots? I think Richard is much more mobile than... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's got a bigger tank. Yeah. Um... Yeah. It would be worth it if you thought you could develop into a running player, but I just I I don't see Cloak He's becoming the running player. He's too bulky. Yeah, it, but could you like Hawkins is absolutely tearing it up. Yeah. Um. Brown, I think it was Brown, did an all right job when he got switched onto him, but he's too yep. big, too strong. You got Cloak sitting in the goal square. He can't kick a goal from the edge of the goal square. Yeah. Oh, why not? You know, put monster on monster. Yeah. yeah I'd, fire, I'd, fire with fire. I can't see why you wouldn't. Right. You've got to try something because you can't kick goals. Exactly. And when you're looking at a eight-goal disadvantage in the first quarter, yeah. try something, you know. Yeah, exactly. The, the game's just about done for. Sending where the ball is. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, I, I thought Geelong was going to be a top-four side and then they looked crap for a month. Yeah. Now it looks at that first quarter, it looked like the Geelong that everyone expected. It is, yeah. Um, and it's just consistency, I think. They, they're they showing the cracks in, in that... that um, habit of having a few players play a bit poorly in which will facilitate the youngsters coming through and really stepping yeah. up uh, Mitch Duncan stepped up he did he's really taken over um, I think uh, Jimmy Bartell is still a week away yeah or, yep. or so so they're, they're missing a little bit of experience out there so you hope some of the juniors or I say juniors some of the next brigade um, come up and take a leading role yeah and Mitch Duncan was uh, it was what they've been waiting for he yeah. was 38 touches yet Enright had another blinder too but um, same old, same old with Enright. Yeah, uh, Stevie J actually managed to get a, a better contribution. Well, he started, so yeah, yeah that helps. <laughs> well, it, it was an improvement, and I think that's all he can do is just improve, play better this week than he played last week. He's, oh, he was had some shockers. He was shocking. Yeah. Um, I think he did a, a decent job though against the Pies. Yeah, there's still a few times I thought he's held onto the ball a fraction too long and the, the no-look hand passes hit grass. And yeah, his his decision-making isn't up to it. He's um, he, he's not the guy you want for the buzzer meter shot. Not anymore. No. No. And I think with um, Geelong, they seem to... I wouldn't say they put the clamps on Pendlebury and Swan and the likes of that. They just seem to get first use of the ball, yeah. which sort of took it out of their hands and I, made I'll, a big difference. I'll tell you one thing that I reckon about that is a blitz ass. He's come on leaps and bounds. Um. 
he has turned into a fantastic ruckman. Now, there's somebody who you could run off the wing. And I know they tried it last year. Um, they tried to put Blitz, uh, Blitzkives on um, Bradley Hill. And he just wasn't quite far enough. Because he yeah, has yeah. that athletic background that yeah. they're always banging on about. Just like Pendlebury's fucking basketball background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's going to be that um, an okay ruckman who will run the shit out of you. He'll be a very, very mobile player. Um, yeah. Which is what the modern Ruckman needs to be. And uh, Stanley, uh, the former St Kilda player, um, he took a couple of nice grabs too. He was playing a rock. Um, so you got to be happy with him. But it, having said all that about Collingwood and all their troubles, they're still sitting third on the ladder. Yeah. And, after six rounds. And with the uh, sort of turmoil, hit, turmoil hitting the teams that we expected to be in those spots, yeah. it's really sort of up for grabs. I was expecting the real race to be, let's say, 6th to 13th. Yep. But it looks like that fourth spot is really up for grabs. Yeah. Third to 13th. It's, yeah. just, it's everywhere. It's still, no one's settled into a rhythm of, all right, this is what we're fighting for is these spots and maybe two above, two below. Yeah. No one's really settled into that, that pattern yet. And there's, besides Frio, you wouldn't say any team's guaranteed a finals berth. Like, no, no yeah. absolutely. Yep. I mean, Frio don't make finals. That's just not going to happen. Uh, if anyone take, if you see odds of Frio not... Uh, not making the finals or making the finals better than two bucks, take it. Yeah. Well, I don't think three will get beat in Western Australia the whole year. So right there, it's just about finals. Right, and then if you finish top two, that means you, you're already booked in. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, on to the, the Benny Hill classic game down in Tassie. It um, was. <laughs> the only thing missing was the Yakety Sacks in Richmond v. Uh, North. There's yep. some shocking moments. Oh, it was terrible. And as Richmond supporter... I couldn't even be mad. <laughs> I couldn't even be mad. It was just, oh, it's this game, is it? We've, oh. we've seen this before. Yeah, so, you know, I just piss about the internet while I keep one eye on the game. <laughs> well, okay, for a Richmond supporter, what were the positives? Um, no the one positive died. was it was in Tasmania. I didn't go watch live. It's <laughs> about the positives I took out of that one. Um, freed up Saturday night for me to be able to do something I enjoy. Yep. Um, yeah, that's about it. About it, really. Okay, from North, as a North supporter then, Josh, what did you like? Oh, it's frustrating because at the end of the day, they did win. So you can't be terribly upset, but they kind of just fell over the line a bit. They they did the, the minimum needed. Yeah. Um, a big one was uh, Lindsay Thomas. He had a shit first half and then got five in the second half. He had a quiet game. I think he only had 12 kicks or something like that. Something yeah. around that. He just oh, had oh, impact moments. Disposals. He had but impact I, moments. And... I tell you what, if it, I think two of those were give me free kicks from Richmond. Um, and he gave one away too, I think. He did actually. Gave the Joe the Goose over the top. Yeah. But um, oh, the worst one, I think, was the worst free kick I saw was, I think, it was Rance on Ferrito. Ferrito's got the ball, Rance knocks it out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, then, and then follows him in, taking a kick, and the umpire tried to give him another 50. And he's yeah. already on the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for a penny, you're yeah. for a pound at that yeah. stage, aren't you? And the umpire's blown the whistle, and then he's going, ah, oh, fuck it, just kick it. <laughs> Even the umpire was kind of, can we just blow the siren? Come on, <laughs> Yeah. Fuck out. And the um, worst thing for the Tigers was it's just it's not a new mistake. It's the same mistake that hasn't been rectified. Dumb, dumb players. Yep. Even Hardwick said at the end of the game. Yep. But you had things like um, uh, Dustin Martin. Usually you've got a couple of guys in the half-back line. You're like, just give it to somebody who can actually kick it. Yep. Kick, uh, give it to Dustin Martin, and he kicks it 50 metres across to Todd Goldstein. Twice, I think. I think twice. Twice, yep. <laughs> and it's not as though Goldstein's the most mobile of Ruckman. And and it's, it's not like, like he's hard to miss. Yeah, yeah. Really. It's not like he's hidden. And what's what's the solution? Everyone has a Clash Guernsey that's bright white and Richmond are the only ones with black? I mean, they kicked it to North so many damn times. Yeah, and not... Um, like you said, though, it's just, just something that you've come to expect a little bit over, from Richmond over the years. It's one of those games that I, I would not in any way say North won. I'd say Richmond just tried their ass off to lose it as, by as much as possible. They did enough. Well, it took them until the second half to really kick away, and then it was... Uh, it's all said for. Um, on to... Game of the round. The, the first um, weirdest match ever um, of the round. And there was a couple. Yep. Bulldogs versus St Kilda. And Bulldogs out to a 55-point lead by the half. Yep. yep. Um, Actually, that's the funny thing. Looking at the uh, the score worm, you got the Pyramids of Giza there. Pyramids of Giza, yeah. And the thing is, it's not the only match that's got that. If, if you yeah. put these matches, like the, the worm, side by side, it looked like those... Um, Incline trails on a step mill or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. the treadmill. The treadmill, yeah. Um, fifth biggest comeback in history. Um, wow. From, and from St Kilda. By probably the 19th 
team I expected to do it. And, yeah. and if you look at it, their accuracy in the fourth quarter was just brilliant. Yeah, and it's one thing on. that a lot of, lot of teams have struggled with. I'll tell you who will be looking at this. The English cricket team will look at that and go, fuck me, if they can do it, we have a chance. <laughs> I think they're praying for something. But uh, no, I, I, honestly, I saw the scores at halftime and I'm like, that's over. Yeah. And yep. I, I, I'm pretty yep. sure everyone else yep. in the world thought so too, because Sportsbet, I think, had um, St. Kilda at 10. I, I think Sportsbet had lost the interest. They, they'd gone off to watch the netball. <laughs> I think they'd paid out at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Probably did. Oh, they might have had, you know, oh, just have a, a, a drop down box where you can pick your odds. Now, one of the interesting things for St. Kilda um, was this is their first game back with um, Big Rui. Yep. Um, Rewatt was back, and they played him off the wing for most of it. And to be honest, the. The players that stepped up, or sort of should have stepped up when it was out, stepped up when he's back. Yeah. Well, it's, while he's been out, um, Cameron Bruce has been kicking goals. I think he's second or third in the mm, leading goal definitely, definitely. So they've gone, you know what? Young fella's doing all right. We'll leave yep. him in the goal square. Push Rui up the ground. Nobody's going to run with him. Yeah. And set shots have always been his greatest weakness. Yep. Take it out of his game. Yep. The problem is now, though... He's going to, have to do that again this week because there's no fucking way of changing the team. Oh, good on him! Yeah, <laughs> I reckon he'll love it. I mean, it's what Richo did at the end of his career, and it worked mm. well. And there's there's so many instances where you watch a St Kilda game and they're having a struggling getting inside fifties, and you'll see Rewalt come down the wing, maybe yep. take a, a mark on uh, half back, kick it to maybe a one on one contest or something on the wing, and then they wait. Yep, and they right. wait, and oh, next thing goes forward, there's Rewalt taking a mark. So now you've got uh, another person down there you can actually aim for if you're Nick Rewalt. 15 less inside 50s, but two more marks inside 50 for St Kilda. So it shows that they haven't got much ball in there, but geez, when they do, they're, they're pulling yeah. down the big grabs. And it, it just shows maybe a lot of smart uh, decision-making yep. when kicking inside 50 as well. And it... One thing, I, another thing I do like about this game is that the Bulldogs, uh, I, I think they were a little bit self-congratulating. They expected to phone this one in. They just thought, I oh, will turn up and we'll beat them. Phone this one in? I think they phoned it in at half-time. Yeah, they just sort of... Oh, which, you know, when you're 10 goals up, you yeah. can pretty much go, all right, we'll uh, put who the queue in the rack. Who are we playing next week? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, they had this rude awakening, which is lucky it happened this week, not next week. Yep. But uh, it'll bring them really to the front when they're playing Frio. I think the the big story was um, David Armitage mm, coming yep. out with forty five touches. Yeah, not a bad forty five and a goal. And it's not like the um, Bulldogs, Bulldogs midfield hasn't been you know uh, on fire. Yeah, yeah, um, that's yeah. exactly right. He's come through and uh, just had the lazy old forty five. Um, I think the other big thing was uh, Billings as well. Yeah, because uh, he's um, the player they got with the picks that they traded for McAvoy. Oh, right, so you right. You have to say they're pretty damn happy boy, with how that's for him. I mean, he's, he's had plenty of the ball. He kicked four, I believe. Four, two, yeah. Including clutch goals in the fourth. Yeah. Mm, yep. Um, and set up very well by Armitage as well. Again. And yeah. that's what we're saying. The young players, Saints, really looking like they've made some really smart decisions. It, it's an emotional win for them. Um, Definitely. Something that they, they can um, call back to it for the yeah. next month or so, you know? As a Saints supporter, it just gives you that little bit of lift, that bit of interest in the rest of the season. It stops them burning the memberships for now. I think the only... Well, it might cause them to buy one. Yeah. I think uh, the person that enjoyed that game the least, though, would have to be Mick Morehouse. Because now you see the Saints with that comeback win, uh, I can't see his boys doing anything like that for the rest of the season. No, not yet. Um, on to the next game, and I think this is the most predictable upset that's ever been. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm well, gonna... Jeremy Cameron versus Hawthorne. Do you remember at the start on one of our podcasts, we were talking about the Hawks style of football and what sort of team it would take to, to beat them. Yeah. And we singled out Gold Coast as a young team with a, a running squad that can have a game plan where they're going to sort of take it on. Yep. And that's the ones that I tipped to to put that together and beat um, Hawthorne. And it turns out it was Gita West. You're, you're so, right for the wrong team. On yeah. the right track, but with the wrong horse. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Story of my life. I'm still going to say we told you so. Yeah, well, I did. I, we said last we week, every chance. If they're ever going to beat Hawthorne, this is yep. the one. And they took every chance they had. They did, and it wasn't easy either. No. They had to play full four quarters. Um, Cameron was kicking them from everywhere. Even got a drop kick off a suckling drop. Yep. Um, and it, it looked like Hawks were all over it in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, they had more shots on goal than they knew what to do with. Isaac Smith was running a mark. I think Scully went to Bradley Hill to begin with and he couldn't keep up with him. And then they switched it up after that. Devin Smith was everywhere. Um, 
and then um, Sean Makers unfortunately had the job on Cameron who couldn't keep up. And I tell you what, didn't Sean Makers get some hate online? Oh, jeez. Oh, he, uh, he's, he's had it for a few years. Yeah, poor lad. Didn't he get uh, a please explain as well? Uh, uh, he got he? a fine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he got a fine. I reckon it should have been a 12-week suspension himself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, is this bigger than their win over Sydney last year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think they, it gives them a bit more advantage to build on this win and set up a season where you've got confidence, you know, young side. Um, also, when you look at uh, trading players and that... Um, yeah, it gives you a better idea of what you need to fill in to beat the other big teams as well. With GWS, yeah, yeah, I think it, it um, it's good for them uh, maturing as a team because they got thumped last week by Gold Coast, uh, West Coast over in Subi. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but what it also means now is that other teams are going to look at it and go, you know what, that Hawthorne team's not that unbeatable anymore. And it, it almost, almost, almost might make people think if they can clamp down on Hodge and Lewis in the back line you've yep. got a pretty free open run to goal well the best way to do that is let them smack you in the head in the week <laughs> yeah I, I think yep. of the four points uh, GWS got two should go to north um, <laughs> I think that's only fair yeah good luck with that <laughs> uh, I'll get on, on to Gil about that on to another one of the uh, the lesser games and I think the only surprise between the Suns and the Crows is that um, it wasn't a bigger margin yeah, and the Crows sort of got out to an, enough of a lead, and went, oh, well, well, they. It, the disappointing thing, though, is that the Suns are on the slide. Uh, at the start of the season, I think all of us tipped them to make finals. Uh, I think, uh, even though it's only round six, I think it's time to say we're probably wrong yeah. there. Yeah, um, they'll be lucky to finish in the top ten. Uh, if they finish Richmond uh, ninth, they'll no, be happy with that. I, can't I don't think they'll finish ninth. Yeah, I can't I see that happening. And I think it's 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 all starting to come out with the, in the wash now with what's going on at Gold Coast um, with McKenna getting in the ass, and then, they're just not putting together the potential that they seem to have had. It looks like well, those off-field issues have probably been around for a while. Yeah, I'm going to say, they've only got three types of players. Those playing, those injured, and those who are out on the piss. Yep, that's it. Um, which is... Uh, well, you know, when your dealer gets thrown away to another code you're always going to struggle hope, you hope you get rid of that don't you <laughs> well maybe that's the problem they're, they were on the Benny Cousins cocktail before and now they're off it they're struggling and I mean you heard uh, Caroline Wilson talk on no, not really I try and avoid her her show that uh, their defensive coach was saying it was the happiest day of, of his time there at Gold Coast because they finally had to clean out all the, the bad uh, sort of culture that's been inhibiting their on-field performance so it'll be interesting to see what sort of discipline they apply up but there. as a young club, surely you can set the culture the way you want it from day one. Like, I mean, it, it's easy to so. say. Well, that's been the problem, they say. That's why maybe Bluey got the ass, and um, they've stuck someone else in there. It seems to be all coming out now. So, Well, it's very interesting that they've gone for Rodney Ede then as the, the old stager. Yeah. Trying yep. to teach these youngins something. Yep. And Eddie Betts. How many times do we say this man's name? Eddie Betts. You, you may as well just, at the start of the game, pencil him in for five. Yep. And, and just change the points or add a couple on the end. And I'll tell you what, he doesn't use the, the corridor, does he? He doesn't like the corridor nah, at all. Nah. Waste of space, that is. Exactly right. Um, He's got two pockets and they can fit a lot of goals in those pockets. It's becoming one of the greatest free agency pickups of all time. It is. It's, oh, it's yeah. definitely um, going there. Understanding that free agency hasn't really been around for that long in, in this current format. but Absolutely, it, but... Still, there's been plenty, plenty of players who have gone on and played well when they're being delisted or whatever. But yeah. Betts has been one that's just—I don't know what it is, what what's changed. But he's happy and he's yep. doing an absolutely amazing job on the field. And not, not for the first time, I think we—I can admit that I thought it was a, a bad pickup. I thought they overpaid. I did too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was guilty. I think they've underpaid now. No, I'm pretty sure I said it was the best pickup of all time when he, when they picked him up. Yeah, I think you said it just then for the first time. <laughs> and, and the thing is, Walker, Walker kicked four as well, so shows they've got plenty uh, of entries into the forward line. And the uh, unfortunate thing for Taylor Walker was, I think he slipped um, at one stage there and, and got on somebody's shoulders and took a mark, because there's no way he jumped that high on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a bit of a breeze, got under Could the old flaps there. Something like that, yeah. Might have caught one of the years. Back on to Eddie. He's played two twelve games. Yep. I reckon he's going to kick on for another few seasons. Go pretty close to 300, I reckon. 300 games. Well, he, he's... What is he, 45, 46? I think he's 72. He looks at it. Yeah, well, I mean, in, in four years, he'll be 40. I think he's going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, he just keeps keeps on going on. Um, doesn't waste many shots on goal either. He's, he's actually only 28, but uh, 
you know, he, he doesn't look it. No, he doesn't. He looks like he's uh, he's seen a few miles. But uh, look, he, the way he's playing, you'd put him pencil him in for another six, seven years. Well, um, uh, second in the Coleman at the minute. Um, I reckon after six rounds, you can almost call him a lock for the All Australian. Yeah, as it is. I mean, who, who's going to compete for those spots? I mean, the, the pockets. I, I honestly cannot imagine anyone just going. Nah, I got him covered. Well, I mean, Bruce, I think got it last year because he kicked sixty goals, ten yeah. or something like that. He's not getting the same shots on goal this year. Um, Eddie Betts, I think, was forty eight, forty nine goals, so he's just off the mark last year. Yeah, killing it this year. I mean, that consistency that far into his career is is amazing. Um, oh, look, he'll. If they're are they playing the international rules this year? No, no. Oh, bugger. If they were, you'd have to lock him in for a spot there he's, alone. He'd be pretty pretty good at that game. Yeah, right? I think we can just about play international rules locally <laughs> with all the Irish talent we've got in, in the AFL. <laughs> um, the only other thing I want to talk about Adelaide was uh, Brody Smith running through the middle. He was killing it in the first few rounds and then copped a heavy knock and got knocked out. Um, didn't miss a week and hasn't looked the same since. Yep. Um, with all the concentration around concussions, it, you've got to ask, like, mate, mate, do you need a week out? Yeah. Um, he's not playing badly, but I, I keep going back to, you know, that famous highlight of Jordan Lewis going back with a flight of the ball against Bulldogs. Yep. And he got knocked, un- knocked senseless. Mm. He didn't play well for the next month and a half. He yeah. nearly got dropped. Um, it just it worries you. Not, not about the playing, but just... Lad, just go have a break. Let let the skull. Yeah, because it's not heal. it's not how you're feeling that week. It's what damage that's going to do in ten years time. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, mm. that's a real real question, um, and we don't know what's going to happen. So no, you've still got to err on the side of caution a bit. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And I I think the AFL is trying to do what they can, but when the the players like I'm fine, I want to play, and the doctor yeah. working for the clubs like oh he seems all right, and yeah. the, the solid information just isn't there yet. It's going to require a lot more research. Um, it probably really won't get there for another five to ten years um, with that brain bank going on to yeah. really getting lots of research out of that. But it takes time, and obviously you make a lot more wrongs before you get the right answer. Yeah, Sitting fifth, Crows, they'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think I, they're even happier that Porter sit in tenth. Yeah. Are they? I think Crows, are they're paying overs for what I thought they'd do at the start of the season. And I mean, if you've, if you've ever read the Adelaide um, media, yeah. oh my God, it's like the English. <laughs> like, if your team's well, unstoppable. But as soon as you slip up, my God, they jump on you. They certainly do. Um, and the other kind of boring game, um, Melbourne versus Sydney. And, you know, I say it's boring, but it's just, again. It's a grind. Yeah, it was exactly that. Um, yeah. Sydney just got out until enough and went, oh, that'll do. Um I think some of the good things, uh, Tippett kicked a, a handful, kicked four, um, and Franklin was kept goalless, but was playing up the ground a little bit more. Having said that, Tom McDonald um, blanketed him. I mean, it, it's something to say that you kept Franklin goalless, isn't it? In, in, a, yeah. in a game where you know, at one stage they're out by oh, the best part of 10 goals. Yep. Um, um, Bernie Vint still doing work for the, for the Ds. The, uh, another 26 posies, so And a shutdown role. Yep, can't um, really complain about that. He's, uh, Nathan Jones still playing with every ounce of, um, of strength Jones. he's got. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, any other team would love to have him. There's a bloke with that level of heart yeah. and just body on the line. I think Melbourne Storm would love to have him. <laughs> I reckon they might. <laughs> um, yeah, how impressive has he been? And was this his second year as captain? Um, second or third, I can't really remember. Yeah. Um, so he's just absolutely killing it. I mean, I mean the only thing that the Swans would be disappointed about was, well, besides Franklin and none, they're not going to be too worried about that, but no. Heaney injured. Heaney, yeah, it's going to yeah. be six weeks. Um, yeah, it's really tough for me because he was in my uh, dream team. But, me too. But no, And he's a good good playing kid too. He, he reads the ball quite well. Yep. Um, and it is disappointing for that a, he could be out for a while. For a first-year player, like straight out of the draft, he's really picked it up quick. Because um, mm. you see a lot of players, you know, spend one or two in the state leagues these yep. years these days or even coming as a um, mature age and uh, he's he looks part of the team he's yeah. best 22 without a doubt yep um, the, the only other thing with the Swans um, it was one of their very few visits to the MCG for the year they're back in a fort in yeah not this week but next week um, so they get to look at the big ground again the, the scene of the crime as it were <laughs> seen um, lots of crimes uh, it's just I just wanted to bring that it's up it's a hot spot I think <laughs> I just want to bring it up 
Um, and yeah, like you say, Bernie Vince, the shutdown role, um, managed to not get suspended again, which is uh, excellent work for him. Yeah. And you just love his work on the field. Isn't he? Yeah. Just isn't good he, to watch. Isn't he annoying? He is. And, and that's exactly what you want from him. But then you see him off field. It seems like, you know, a good bloke. Yep. <laughs> so As they always are. A lot of people, you want to punch him on the field, you want to buy him a beer afterwards. With Melbourne's run, though, uh, last year it was all about Ruse turning him around, everything's going great. Now they're kind of back to the Melbourne of old. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the Melbourne of old would have turned that into a 120-point loss. Yeah, true enough. So, I don't know if it was them switching it on or Sydney switching it off. Yeah. Well, you still had Hogan doing enough. Kicked two goals, got uh, you yeah. know, probably just under 20 posies. Yeah, oh, that, that kid has talent written all over him. Unfortunately, yeah. I think uh, he's probably too talented for Melbourne at the moment that they might struggle to keep him. Well, they might, but he's still young as well. And if you look at how they're going with, you know, getting coaches in there and a bit of experience with um, Bernie Vince coming across, they get yeah. some talent there. And I think- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think you'll find they might just drop a bit of their recruited deadwood. Well, Look at strengthening, strengthening yeah. some mid-tier players. Well, I think their latest rebuild has gone well. Yeah, um, yep. you know they got the extra pick for, for losing Frawley. Yep. Um, so uh, Brayshaw is playing well. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I mean they have got um, Petraka to come back in next year. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, because you know, he's not going to play this year because yep. of injury. So if he turns into what they think he will, um, yeah. And there's every indication he he will. That's a nice little nucleus they got going on there. Yep. Um, so hopefully they can get out of their doldrums. Um, Fremantle versus Essendon again. Um, Fremantle just to. Disciplined yep. in the first half. And then I think they keep one goal for the second half, um, which is, you know, exciting. Did it one? No, two. Oh, yeah. Where are we? No, no goals. Three. In, no goals in the final quarter. Yep. Um, again, is it just them, we've done enough. And yeah, they just do. took foot off the gas and decided, oh, we'll, we'll avoid injuries and just cruise down. Um, and look, they're playing... Bloody good football. They're undefeated team. They can pretty much do as they please. Um, favorites now for the flag? Oh, you'd, you'd absolutely have to be. Um, if not them, then no. That, uh, no, I heard it on the radio on the way in. Oh, there you go. Um, they're paying uh, three fifty at the minute, um, so they've overtaken Hawthorne as favorites. Um, I can't see them finishing lower than second. Um, no. The, the only games I can see them dropping is a few in, in uh, Melbourne or Tassie because they leave half their side at home, which they've done before. Mm. Um, but that's what all these early wins mean. Um, they can oh, afford to manage players. Yeah, and look, absolutely. They're, they're playing for finals. Uh, they don't give a shit whether they finished first or second. Yeah. You know, if you finish second but you've got a full reserve bench, yeah, you'd take that as a win over finishing first with three best players out. Um, Pavlic kicked the lazy four. Fife was up and about again. Lockie Neal. I mean, who picked Lockie Neal to be best on ground? Yeah. I didn't pick him in the, to be in the best 22. Right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's those kind of players that are standing up that are making them um, look as impressive as they are. Um, like I said, I can only see him losing games by leaving players at home. And a lot of times with um, sides that have such a dominant home ground advantage, sometimes the rain can be an equaliser. But yeah. free are good in the wet. So... Yeah. You really don't have a whole lot of options going across there. You've just got to throw caution to the wind. Uh, it might be a case where GWS, that young side, that just throw caution to the wind. and I uh, don't see him doing it, but if anyone is in <laughs> there, if I've got to choose someone, I'd uh, probably choose them. They're finally um, playing Sandilands, though. 
Like, uh, yeah. they're actually roving to his rucking rather than just letting him smash the shit out of the ball and go chasing it. Uh, it helps as well when you've got a midfield that is a class of the comp. Yep. Um, yep. If Fife doesn't belt someone soon, my Brownlow it's, money is in trouble. It's the only thing that can stop him winning the Brownlow, I'm convinced, is if he gets stupid. Yeah, and, I look, and I don't think he will. I think uh, I'm, I might have to try and encourage someone to run on and get smacked by him or something. Well, you don't uh, have to think, play to do that. I think I think Lindsay Thomas can uh, can do that for me. $1,000 fine. <laughs> I might make money on this. Hang on. Well, if you bet against uh, Fife for the Brownlow... I'm going to say, can, what are the odds on that? Yeah. Um, you know, At least evens. Yeah, Monica Sellis must be sitting on the stands going, I've seen this shit before. <clears throat> Clicking balls does not advocate any violence against players. Unless you cut us in. Unless you cut us in. Uh, maybe Ballantyne. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like Ballantyne because he get, he's really annoying to Geelong. <laughs> I like him because I hate him. Uh, some, <laughs> somehow that just works for me. Yeah. I, it's not just that I hate him, but that the people I hate hate him too. Yeah. I'm just like, like him. <laughs> I hate you. Must mean you're doing something pretty all right. Yeah, but what about what about Tamlin then? If he if he got a call up again, yeah. would you want to see him smacked out? You, you don't hate Tamlin. You don't hate you Tamlin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a punchline 10 years from now still. Um, okay, so there's only two games on Mother's Day, um, which I think was a win for the scheduling. Um, because yeah. the, the attendances still weren't fantastic. And that's the thing with uh, six matches on Saturday. Was that just to set up the breaks for the following week? or No, the, um, it was set up for the A-League Grand Final. <laughs> no, it was, it was set up for Mother's Day. Uh, right. Because the attendances on Mother's Day have been horrible the last couple of years. Ah, uh, okay. So they wanted to have the two games be late games yep. so that people have time to have lunch at mums and whatever. Um, but what it meant for us was that we had time to watch Meta Morris, UFC, yep. <laughs> then into the footy. Yep. Legit, though, they actually left the um, the Sunday, last Sunday, for the A-League Grand Final, uh, the evening, okay. because that's when the A-League said they were going to have the Grand Final. Um, why did they have the... Port game on in the evening then? Not at Eddie Had. Not at Eddie Had, but uh, okay, but that Carl- was during the day. But Carlton was at Eddie Had. Yeah, at what, one o'clock? Uh, three o'clock. Three o'clock, yeah. And the evening was supposed to be for um, A League Grand Final. But then a while back, uh, about a month back, A League goes, actually, we want to move it uh, a week down because of the Asian Cup. And uh, Bulldogs and so Freo said no. They're going to play a three o'clock AFL game and have. A-League at what time? I have no idea. I just know that was the one they booked in for. You used to paint, paint the pitch on your way out. And yeah. Some, right? <laughs> Put your nets back up, guys. Um, well, I mean, the the Blues, Guernseys, they can look like, um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, um, Victory? Well, the problem was that half the Carlton members are members of Victory as well. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get <laughs> them out. <laughs> same, same, yeah. Um, I th- what the fuck happened? Like, how bad are Carlton running? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've started to see on, on Facebook the uh, all the photos that started popping up of people burning their memberships. Yeah. <laughs> Richmond must be looking at it going, guys, <laughs> you blokes are amateurs. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, they've, they've already done everything Richmond normally do. Like, they've already sacked a coach. Um, they've already got pressure on this one. Um, they've recruited guys who they thought were going to be superstars and, like, just haven't. Uh, Daisy Thomas being the primary one. I mean... Uh, it's pretty easy to match up against a team that's just got, you know, a handful of superstars. Yeah. <laughs> it's the rest of them you don't worry about. Um, Bryce Gibbs was their best and fairest last year and, mm. and had a really good year, but he got his new contract and now he's like, yeah, yeah I'm done. And I mean, and they got rid of weight and they still went shit. Yeah, and they still went so, shit, yeah. The thing that frustrates me most yeah. is Casbolt, though. He could be an absolute superstar if well, he could fucking kick straight. Well, for the first time. He's kicked straight this time, like, especially that first one um, that he kicked. Yeah. Um, they just, now they've got to give him the ball more. He looked like, I don't know what happened, but um, he um, got dropped for a week, yep. went back, and his set shots got sorted. I mean, his action was still, still got a high knee on his action, like a uh, bent leg. Yeah, it could be a bit too late to fix all that shit up. And just, yeah, go with what brought you to the dance. Well, I found it interesting, there seemed to be a bit of a key in this weekend, was just that 10, 15 minute stretch where teams just went bang, kick five or something in a row, and, and set up the game out of reach for the other team. Yeah. Um, the other thing that came out of this game was a couple of players um, getting put into the sideboard. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a... Oh, damn, he knocked himself out. Yeah, uh, Bell uh, bumped um, one, one of the uh, the players. Oh, R- Richards, was it? Or Richardson? Um, anyway, um, 
God, no, I've gone blank. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and he uh, taking a header into the into the um, sideboards. Uh, Mark Murphy got pushed into him as well, um, going through the goals. Yep. And they're saying a lot of it's because of the meter and a half of AstroTurf. Oh, you can't stop on it? It's too hard to stop. Yeah, you, you just you, slide. You don't slip in, uh, yep. dig in. Um, why do they need that meter of half of AstroTurf? I haven't figured that out. No. Well, I think it's mainly, um, I'm guessing drainage or yeah, something like say that. It must be irrigation. But I would have thought, I don't know, if stick some long grass there. Yeah, and you know what? And if it doesn't... Um, if it doesn't grow because it doesn't get enough sunlight yeah. or whatever because it's too close to the edge, yeah. then have mud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that so bad? Mm. Maybe yeah. the guy mowing just doesn't like doing the edges. Yeah, get an edger. True. Yeah. You know get, what? get a whippersnipper. Put some goats in there. That's not uh, a bad idea, actually. actually. They do a Jubilee Oval. They do too, that's right. <laughs> Leave the gate open, a couple of goats come in, there's your lawnmower. Yeah, fatten them up, by finals time, you got the goats in the spit. I'll fucking sort out the crowd. <laughs> that, that's racist. That's, just, like, that's stereotyping Carlton supporters. It's not nice talking about South girlfriends like that. <laughs> um, well, Brisbane um, ended up with one more win than I thought they would have got yep. um, from last yep. week. Um, can you see them getting off the bottom? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Sitting 18th at the minute, and uh, I can't see him going beyond 18th. I wish I could. I They had big raps with their midfield, and those, us. those raps were wrong. Yep. Uh, we fucked that one up. Um, James Aish, who was the hottest um, potential um, trade bait at the start of the year, is yep. now being dropped to the kneeful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Maybe he's already got his bags packed. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, he just, I mean, well, he's not performing. Yeah. Uh, the other one, um, Bokhurst for Carlton. Yes. A young yeah. player. Uh, who um, never wanted to go to Carlton because he didn't <laughs> yep. like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Did the, not the, like Mick Malthouse. The Twitter fiend. Yep. But I might have lit a fire <laughs> in his ass. He was one person for, you know, a uh, first-year player. Did some things. Showed something. Know, exactly. He got 13 touches. So, me, what do you expect for those guys? He's in yeah. a team that's getting spanked. Um, he's not... Uh, consistently in the first 22. Yeah. And he's come in, he's had an opportunity, he's done all right. Yeah. Um, okay, and on to what I think is the biggest shock of the weekend. Yep. Um, Port lose, lost their second game at home for this season. Yep. Um, that's, I didn't think they'd lose two games at home all year. Not at all. Uh, I yeah. Mm. I and, thought they'd, they'd probably lose two games all year full stop. Yeah. And brings West Coast into second on the ladder. So second on the ladder. You've yep. got a, a WA 1-2. I I have no idea how this could happen to Port when uh, Robbie Gray got 25 posies, three goals. It, if a player of his quality gets that much ball, you should win. I, yeah. I'd say yeah, three goals is pretty impressive for him. Um, cause he's um, drifting forward, obviously, but 25 is probably under his average for the year. That's how good he's going. Yeah, yeah it probably would be. Um, I think uh, what Robbie Gray needs to do is get someone like a young Archie to uh, run out when they play Frio and get Nat Fife in a bit of a blue and then yeah. claim he got headbutted or some shit. That's right, Richard uh, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could work out well. But, uh, and I, I know if he does that because my money's on Robbie Gray or Bontepelli. But um, although, full credit to West Coast, they had a great third term. And with the, the UFC was in Adelaide this weekend and I was, I was tweeting as much as I could and trying to get some uh, international people. Obviously, there's lots of people from America and all over all covering over. UFC. Yep. So I was trying to get them after the UFC to head down to Adelaide Oval and have a look at our game of AFL. And yep. for fuck's sake, I hope at least one person did yeah. follow my advice. Because <laughs> what a cracker what of a game. What a cracker of a game. Yeah. And, and as your first game of AFL to go see live... What an awesome environment because the crowd is awesome at Adelaide Oval because you've got a one-sided crowd and it's amazing to see. A little bit quiet towards the end. Yeah, well, I mean... (laughs) Well, the last 20 seconds, they were quiet. It just means you've come here and you're now a West Coast fan. So, Um, 38,000, I think the crowd was. Yeah. Which is a little bit disappointing. uh, Even though it's a... Um, Sunday Arvo. Sunday Arvo. And I mean, Mother's Port- Day, but Port are meant to sell out. I don't know who their mothers are, most of them. So. <laughs> we'll say one thing, though. If, you, if you're going to watch a match, watching Port or West Coast play, you get your money's worth. Because yeah. it's you always do. fast-paced, uh, very aggressive, running in groups, uh, straight through the corridor. It's not, not much of this, uh, oh, we're going to hang back and put seven yeah. in defence or eight in defence. I mean, to be fair, it could have just been Port Adelaide Mothers at that game. <laughs> they get their choice. They're right, everyone, fuck off. I'm going to footy. Leave me alone. And I mean, Port's biggest lead were three goals. And West Coast ended up winning by, what was it? Nine, Ten points. Ten points. And their yeah. biggest lead was two goals. So what a tight game. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Um, and just quietly, how good is Nick Nat going? Um, oh, my God. 
uh, he's rucking against uh, Lobby, who admittedly, you know, what, three games back from injury? And yeah, uh, Paddy Ryder. And Paddy Ryder hasn't hit his straps at um, Port Adelaide just yet. Yeah, and um, the thing with Nick Nat is that um, rucking is just one dimension of his game. Yep. So he's constantly improving at that, but he's improving at other areas as well. Yeah. He's not just out and out ruckman. He's going to be very... Um, you know, utilised player. Six years into his career or something like that now. Yeah. Um, yep. so, and only just sort of understanding his, his own talent and ability. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and playing like a ruck rover, which we know how good his mobility is for a bloke who's six foot eight yeah. or, or whatever stupid height yeah. he is. And I saw he tweeted a mini-me he found on Rundle Street as well when he was uh, down Adelaide. So it was good to see a little lad. Would have been stoked with that photo. Funny thing about this game, though, you've got uh, Kennedy and Schultz, who are two of the, probably the two, uh, well, in the top, three full forwards of the league. Well, yeah, leading, one each. leading the Coleman and Kennedy. Um, yep. Lucky to play, um, considering they were um, looking at uh, elbow surgery for him. Mm. He still kicked one. Um, I, I don't know how many chances he had, but yeah, just two goals from the two key forwards. They've yeah. been killing it this year. I know, and both those guys have had uh, a brilliant season so far. Schultz has gone from strength to strength. That's yep. leaving Richmond, uh, which is off on the way. And the thing is... How good is the race for the Coleman going to be at the end of the year if it keeps going like this? Well, the only sad thing is Kennedy might not make it that far um, yeah, if yeah, that elbow yeah. plays up. I mean, they've already said it needs surgery. Uh, it's um, looking like the yeah. He, I was surprised they played this week, to be honest. Um, yeah, me too. I thought, but I mean, they're sitting second on the ladder. Yep. I mean, it's it's almost hard for them to drop out. Of the eight from here. Yeah, um, and, and that's the thing as well. This Winning this game, you think it really gives you a lot less pressure on the back end of the season. Absolutely. You can start mm. to um, taper off a bit before the finals and really set your team up to be fighting fit and ready to hit that you know month and a half period of trying to win a flag. You can't call them flat track bullies. If, no. if they've beaten Port in yep. in Adelaide, that's the, the, yep. the, the second hardest away game in the country. And the thing is, I mean... They're from Western Australia, so it's pretty hard to um, have a, you know, most people will struggle to go to Frio at their at their place. But, yeah. you know, it's not the same for West Coast playing Frio. No, no, exactly. Um, Shuey um, kicked some clutch goals. Um, pretty showed why he's a Brownlow medalist, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, it, and McGovern is, I mean, the West Coast back line has had so many injuries. And then, I mean, I didn't even know there was a player named McGovern before this season and he's standing up if they were picking all Australian right now he'd be in the squad for sure yep is his um, nickname Shooter uh, <laughs> it's, it's so close yeah. <laughs> yeah. it totally is now alright it is now Shooter McGovern Shooter McGovern <laughs> but uh, like I said Prittis, uh he just keeps he, he's better this season I think I think yep. so he's better and he'll probably get less brown low votes yeah probably yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's just how it works unfortunately he's got his mates taking votes off him but um, you, you'd have him in your side absolutely you would yeah I think you would um, well, that, that's the, the crazy round six. So let's look forward to next week. Um, let's go some tips. And I'll tell you what, my tips, I, I think I'm just t- flipping coins from now on in. Oh, I've decided I might actually try and tip who's going to lose in my winning tips. You said that, but I don't no. think you know how a binary decision really works. <laughs> I'm going hard. I'm, we'll, first match, we've got uh, Essendon North. I'm, I'm tipping North by landslide. I'm going in hard. All right, I I literally am flipping a coin, um, and I've used literally in the wrong word, uh, wrong phrase there. But I'm using this. See, that's uh, Essendon, that's North. You're little, literally flipping a figurative coin. Yeah. So uh, that's North. I'm going for North. All right, I'm going for uh, North Melbourne. I can't go for Essendon. It'd be a good game. Uh, it's at the G, I think, on Friday uh, night. Is it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh fuck. Essendon North both have yeah. Ahead. Fuck that. I'm not going then. Um, Crows versus the Saints. Crows by a shit ton. Yeah, I'm gonna go I think Crows. I think Saints are going to be pretty happy with their uh, bulldog win. Uh, they will not repeat it. I reckon it's going to be some vocal Saints fans down at um, Adelaide Oval too. Yeah, there'll be one. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I can probably think of three, <laughs> all in the same family. Um, well, the the coin flip says Saints, so that's who I'm tipping this week. Because fuck yeah, it, the, what point of yep. point is there? Me picking the tips. The Baldwin family will love you for that. <laughs> um, Hawks versus the Demons at the MCG. Yeah, I I know Hawthorne just lost GWS, but GWS are a lot better than uh, Melbourne, so I'm still going Hawks. I I can't see them falling over. If Bernie Vince shut down um, Sammy Williams, uh, Sammy Williams, um, Sammy Mitchell, Sammy Mitchell uh, I think it, it's going to go a long way. Yeah, if yeah, 
I think if he ends up shutting down Sam Mitchell, it's just going to mean Sam Mitchell doesn't get much of the ball. <laughs> That's about the only effect it's going to have on the game. Yeah. I reckon Hawks get across the line comfortably. Well, thank God the, the coin flip said Hawthorne. Um, <laughs> Carlton versus GWS at Eddie Had. Oh, look, I'm going to go out and limb and say Carlton. The first time this year I've tipped them. Uh, I'm doing it based on nothing than the flawed logic of their due. <laughs> who, who they got this due? Stewie. No, he's coaching yeah. up in Sydney. I'm going, well, in that case, I'm going to GWS. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I reckon Stewie Duke could get a game for him. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd pick him. Just, I'd see if he's available. Actually, I'll tell you what, if anyone's... see his size at the moment first. <laughs> if anyone's going to watch the match, bring some boots and some blue shorts, you might get a crack. Oh, so it's going to be a riot afterwards or something. <laughs> Start skull kicking people into the pavement. <laughs> We're going to fuck them up. <laughs> no, soccer's on Sunday. Um... Well, my coin flip said Carlton, so I'll stick with that for you because, you know, why the fuck not? It has worked for you so far. So yeah, yeah, yeah geez. Swans and Geelong. Um, this is a great game. This A&Z. is probably yeah. the, the best one of the round worth watching. Oh, no, the second best. Um, we've saw that Geelong can play um, in, mm-hmm. in the first quarter last week. Um, last time they made a trip up to Sydney, they lost by 100. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that this time. No. And I don't think they're going to bang on eight goals in the first quarter. No. And I think we'll see a drastically different game plan with sort of the newfound talent they've got down at um, Geelong. Yep. I think they've got a lot lot more people that can play a different strategy against this one. So I think they'll turn this one on and uh, I'll tip them across the line by 14 points. I'll tell you what, you could have a pretty uh, awkward bench though if you end up with Goods and Stevie J both in the... Uh, green vest. vest. Yeah. Um, neither of them want to be in there, but uh, they may not be given the choice. Jeez, there's some medals between those two, isn't there? Just oh, their the head, their five, trophy cabinet looked pretty sweet. Five premierships, two Brownlows, and a Norm Smith. Yeah, it's not a bad effort. Um, on to... Uh, sorry, my coin flip said the Swans as well. Yeah, I've got the Swans. Uh, on to the Battle of the Coast. West Coast versus Gold Coast. And I don't think it matters which coast this would be played on. West Coast would still be... Yep. Raging favourites now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to tip the Suns much the rest of the year, to be honest. No, I think the Suns are focused on getting their off-field issues sorted, sorted out and yeah. trying to understand the extent of their off-field mm. issues. That might be the main thing. First one is get players pull the head in. Second one is get Gary Ablett back on back on the field. I think um, Benell played in the knee for when they kicked a, a, a couple. Uh, might have been kicked four. Yep, um, and had a good game. So he's he's taking it on the chin. Um, and uh, gone back and performed, so hopefully it's back into the side and does something, but West Coast, easy, I think. Yeah, I got him. Um, in, then in the A-League Grand Final, we got Bulldogs versus Frio. <laughs> um, I'm predicting a nil-all draw. Um, um, Fremantle on penalties. Fremantle on penalties. Yep. Um, it, it's a shame this, that, that uh, Frio's attempt to buy this home game didn't work. <laughs> yes. Um, and they picked, you know, the Bulldogs could do with a bit of extra cash, but it's a pretty laughable offer, I thought. Yep. But, um, you know, full marks for trying. Um, Tigers versus Collingwood at the MCG on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. We're not tipping? Uh, oh, well, Bulldogs Frio. Who'd I, you tip? I tipped Frio. Yeah, you tipped him. Oh, I got Bulldogs. All right, good. All right. Um, yeah, I, I reckon, you know what? Bulldogs. Um, right. But only because I reckon Freo might leave a few people at home. I reckon they will too. I reckon they've uh, decided they're not going to tr- get suspended or injured. Yep. They're going to sort of uh, phone this one in a little bit. Yeah. Um, maybe try some new structures. Remember, they, they got thumped by 11 goals against St Kilda at Etihad last year. And uh, I reckon, yeah, Sanderlands might not make the trip in a couple of others. I don't reckon they'll get thumped. I reckon they'll just... They'll do enough to try some new stuff. But I, I just think Bulldogs will be much hungrier after their loss last week. On to Tigers and Collingwood. At the MCG. At the MCG. It's going to be a packed place for empty Oval. I think, this is the, the 35th anniversary of Tigers' last premiership, which was against Collingwood at the MCG. Um, I don't know if they're celebrating that, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Oh, based on that alone, I'm going for, Car- uh, for Carlton. Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> for Richmond. You know In some funny way, I think Carlton might be the winner out of this game. Oh, look, it, I, I tipped uh, Collingwood to struggle at the start of the year. Uh, Seems I was wrong with that. They've uh, had top four still. Yeah, they've had a probably not as hard a run as others, but not an easy one by any means. No, I think I'm going to Richmond. They're going to this is the battle of the block. This the, one, the battle of the block, battle of the block. Yep, they're all the Swan Street punt road. Who's going to yep. rule the neighbourhood? Um, Richmond will be ruling this bottom nine for this year. They'll get it over the Collingwood. Right. Yeah. Well, if there's any 
ever any uh, teams that needed to knock knock down in a rebuild. Um, <laughs> that, that's the, the the block game for you then. And probably Richmond's club rooms too. Have you seen the shit fucking shed they built at Punt Road? No, I've it seen looks it. like a tin shed just painted black with some yellow stripes. With a big yellow stripe. Yeah, and the worst thing was when I worked at Crown, I'd go past there every single day. Not once did I see the boys out on the track. <laughs> I reckon I know where we're going wrong all those years. <laughs> Um, you're cashed up, Richmond. Now you we got, are you got very no cashed debt, up. So and just that property alone, that corner of Punt Road, uh, Spawn Street, be worth anything. And yeah. I mean, if they ever short on cash, all they got to do is build a couple of billboards inside the fence on Hoddle Street, well, and fuck, you'd charge anything for those. I was gonna say, well, you got the brothel billboards across the road. Yeah, you do <laughs> park at the rear. Just or, or, <laughs> I always thought yeah, that was false advertising. Uh, yes, it's not free parking at all. Um. All you need to do is um, pay for a footbridge over, and there you go. There's your sponsorship dollars at work. Yeah, you got the cricketers' arms across the road too. You get some saggy old bar titties. <laughs> you know, if you just want to look but not touch. It's, it's a it's a uh, a Melbourne uh, landmark <laughs> that no one will admit to ever going in. <laughs> no, I, I, I am glad to say I've never been in there, and I think I'll die wondering. I have. I remember they passed around a jug to, for a strip show for one of the waitresses. Everybody left before that show started. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm uh, getting back. I, mean, I know we're getting beaten by England in the cricket, but fuck it. I'm going back there. <laughs> Jeez, it uh, must have been a while back. I remember that day too. Um, and the final uh, is uh, Port is having a training run up at um, the Gabba. I'm going on holiday up, up north. It's nice in winter up north, actually. Is it? Yeah. So yeah. Port, you know, probably got up there. I, I wish I could tip the Lions just because just I, I want them to do well. But you're throwing money away. Yeah. Um, yep. Brisbane are all sorts um, coming off a win they they haven't uh, backed up a win with another win yet this year but mind you it was their first win so I can't chance. imagine Port dropping two either I can't um, yeah. I honestly if you combined Brisbane and Gold Coast I still think the team would struggle yep yep right right at the minute the way they're travelling they are it, it, it just there's they've given us nothing to to say that they're on the way up yeah that's exactly right all but, right. uh, yeah, disappointing, but that's to end on a bit of a low note. Well, that's uh, that's round seven previews there with the, with the coin flip. Um, the uh, only thing I'll say before we go, um, I've had no response from the Hawthorne Football Club on my make me a tosser. Um, yep. So later on the week, uh, we've we've got another AFL themed podcast coming up, but details about that when it's actually in the can. Yep. Um, and I think I'll be debuting my second letter. For, for <laughs> and this time I'm not putting it in the mail I'm going to give it to somebody that can actually deliver it for me we'll see how we go see how we go alright guys cheers bye. bye hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.